Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on today's episode, we'll be going over season four, episode 11, called Take Back the Night, and it premiered on November 17th, 1993. Also, I am very happy. I have a very special guest. My best friend, Kat, is here to discuss the episode with me again, and uh, let's get into it. Take Back the Night. Do you remember it? I do. Did we Did we have that in college? It was definitely not. We had I mean we knew what it was. It was a right. thing. If we did we didn't go. I mean maybe there was, but it wasn't advertised or known about. I mean I bet you like women's studies classes probably talked about it, but we didn't take any of those classes. No, we did not. No. All right. So before we get into it, mm-hmm. I've been doing this and I want to ask you. Okay. So, um, I want you to rate the characters. Uh-huh. In our main characters from favorite to least favorite at this particular moment. Because mine has changed. In life right now or at the moment of when this that episode, episode aired? This episode, Take Back the Night, you've never, you don't see anything past that. I don't know anything about the future. No. Who is okay. your favorite to your least favorite? Because I'll tell you mine. Least favorite, Andrea. Okay. Then David. Okay. At this time. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a little too much with, like, just the constant begging to, like, have sex with your girlfriend. It's, like, every single episode. Yeah. Um, Steve. Donna. Kelly is that far up? Kelly. Then Brenda. Then Brandon. Then Brandon, then Dylan. Dylan's your favorite at the moment. Dylan's my favorite at this point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's not bothering. Did I? I don't even think I mentioned him. I think we were getting there, and then I don't think. Did you finish your list? I think you were like. Yeah, I don't know if I did. Well, he didn't count. (laughs) I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give him maybe top, and then I'll go Brenda, and then Brandon. Okay. And then it trickles down. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into Take Back the Night. Okay. So the episode starts, David is on the radio show talking about Take Back the Night. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that don't know what that is, because I don't know if they're still doing that at colleges. It's so much more than a Justin Timberlake song. It is so much more than just a Timberlake song. Who didn't even know what Take Back the Night He didn't know what it was because he didn't go to college. No. So why would he know? Yeah. And no one that worked at the record company clearly knew either because... Well, you only learn about date rape in college. You wouldn't know about that anywhere else in life. Yeah. Yeah. So Take Back the Night is, (laughs) um, it is similar to, I guess, to the Me Too movement in a way. Correct. Which is big now. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, women that are date raped. It's just kind of, you know, standing up for women's rights and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Starting um, 
date rape and it's a big thing on college campuses so yes they're taken back the night as mm-hmm. theirs that's what it's about so yes they're okay so he's on the radio talking about take back the night and it's really weird they're watching these videos of animals and right i they're hysterical laughing and i don't know if it's supposed to be funny i found it very odd um <laughs> then we see lucinda who is a speaker at this event because of course she is um and Professor Randall and Brandon are talking and he invites him over to supper to with Deshaun uh, as well. Do you think anyone refers to dinner as supper anymore? Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I specifically noted that he said, oh, are you and Deshaun still coming over for supper? For supper. I was like- I actually didn't, he fully says that and I actually didn't think of it or realize until you're just saying it right now. Yes. But yes, he did say supper. And I guess Lucinda's going to make one of her Guatemalan spicy feasts because that's what she does. Um. I'm trying to think of like, besides one more character that didn't happen yet, so I'm not going to speak on it, but she is up there with my most hated. hated. Yes. Hated. Right. No, I'm with you there. Characters that were ever on any season of this show. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know who you're talking about, but we'll, you'll tell me when we're done. Yeah, it's a it's, it's little later into college. Is it a girl or a boy? A man. Is he dating He's a, a professor. <laughs> okay, I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I think it's next season. Um... I said I didn't know if it was the next or the one after, but yeah, besides him, um, <laughs> I just cannot stand Lucinda. Yeah, Lucinda sucks. Oh my God. So at the keg house, John and Keith are talking to Steve about Laura, who keeps calling. And then Laura, as they're speaking about her, calls and they make her talk, take the phone call and make him talk to her. Now, I have said this in the last episode. So two episodes ago is when Laura and Steve slept together. Mm-hmm. To recap, he was forced to go out with her because Keith wanted a double date. So he right. went out with her. They go back to the keg house. He says, Keith and the girl go away. And Steve says to Laura, would you like another drink before I drive you home? And she says, oh, why do you have an early class tomorrow? Mm-hmm. He says no. And then she's like, well, then why do I have to leave? Like, she doesn't say it, but she's implying she wants to stay. Yeah. So I'm just, I wanted to recap because obviously this very much comes into play in this episode. Correct. Um, also, Laura, the last two episodes has been calling him nonstop. Mm-hmm. If you hook up with a guy and he wants to see you again. Yeah. He will He's not him. that into you. Yeah. <laughs> you constantly call him. Mm-hmm. Take a hint. You've been ghosted. He does not want to see you. Like He refused to accept that, though. But it's like... Which happens. It happens, but I think, like... Okay. Then it's like, if you don't want to see me, tell me. Yes, but take a hint, Laura. Take mm-hmm. a hint. So 
Then we see Brandon, uh, Brenda and Dylan are talking about their poetry class together and he's gonna help her study because he knows poetry better than everybody else because Dylan is a poet. He does read a lot of books, but I also think it's funny they're taking a poetry class. Him I get, Brenda not so much. And I think it's like romantic poetry. It's not just yeah. like poetry. Maybe she had to for like her drama classes. Probably. All right, so Steve is meeting Laura at the Peach Pit and he gets there and she's like talking up Nat because <laughs> that's what you do. And he finally tells her he has a girlfriend and he's sorry that he didn't tell her about it. And then she just kind of is like, well, you pressured me to have sex with you. And now you don't want to talk to me and gets angry and walks out. Mm -hmm. So that was like a little nugget that she said he pressured her. Mm -hmm. He didn't acknowledge it, but it's like a little like, hmm, did he pressure her? Did he not pressure her? Is she saying that? But he didn't say he didn't. Right. So then at the Walsh house, Dylan is having dinner with the family and Brandon is getting ready to go to his professor's class. And Brenda is very jealous because she thinks Lucinda is amazing um, because she was the speaker at the kickoff event of Take Back. Yeah. This is a whole weekend event, it seems. like. Yeah. It seems like it's a very... Um, it's like a serious thing. Mm -hmm. So then at the keg house, Celeste has given Steve a brand new jacket, like a blazer she got him, because she works at a clothing store. And John and Kelly are- does. What'd you say? He does, and it's cashmere. It's a cashmere coat. Mm -hmm. And she probably, I mean, even with her discount, she probably- Even with 40 off, she probably spent like a good amount of money on it, yeah. She loves Steve so much. Celeste. Um, Celeste is the, the best. So John and Kelly are, it seems like they're kind of a thing also. Um, and John mentions to Keith and to Steve that he thinks that tonight's the night he's going to score with Kelly. And I don't know if you noticed this. As they're talking about this, there was a guy standing like behind John when he was telling this. Uh -huh. A little heavy set. He looked a little stocky. He was shorter. And he's wearing a green um, keg t-shirt. Uh -huh. He's holding a Nerf football. And he's just like nodding to everything that Steve, <laughs> that John was saying. No, and I, like, I didn't notice small, that. That extra does oh my not. God, that would be embarrassing if like that was you know, a part you got as an extra and that's what you had to do. But also he doesn't look like he'd be a keg member. No. And also, do you, know, do you notice how they like constantly... He was a legacy? Well, Steve's a legacy because his dad was a keg man. Right, but he was like, I feel like he would have been part of it anyway with or without Rush. I said this um, early on this season when Donna, because um, her parents don't know that David lives with them, when they were setting up the apartment, Police said to David, are you going to be moving into the frat house with Steve? Mm -hmm. School hadn't started yet. So first of all, how do they know that they're freshmen? So right. what frat house? Because you're not in frat Right, because you're not even enrolled in school yet. Yes. Um, yeah. So also, and it's like freshmen don't live in a frat house. Steve's living at his house. Like when he like went back to his like room with like 
Laura or not room, but not, not with Laura, with, um, with Celeste, like two episodes ago, they were in his high school, like his bedroom at his parents' house. Yeah. So I don't know what, but, um, also Felice, do you think David Silver is a frat boy in any way, shape or form? Right. The only, like, of the group, Steve, 100% frat boy. Makes yes. sense. Um, Donna, 100% sorority girl. Kelly's in the sorority, but, like, I could see it go either way. Yeah, because then she... Yeah. But Yeah, she, it could go either way, because she acts sometimes one way and then other times another way. Right. Um, because she's a hypocrite. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so it, it means Steve's a frat boy. So, yeah, so the guy was hanging, I just thought it was funny. Um, and then, so Steve then starts getting in at John about kind of just being a ladies man, more or less, like he's basically, you know, juggling girls. And he then kind of barks back at Steve. He's like, I'm sure Celeste doesn't know about, like, what's her name? Yeah. He said, for your information, I told Laura, and it would be a learning experience for you both to see how hurt she was. Um, So it's like, I think Steve does genuinely feel bad, but he's not- He did feel bad. But he, you know, he did it, and he's not thinking, like, you know, he, he, he cares more about Celeste, basically, his girlfriend. Right. So, but just to get back to the date, like, there's no reason Laura shouldn't have been informed that he had a girlfriend on the double date. It could have just been to get that couple together and then just, like, a, a two other people to hang out. A hundred percent, yeah. Like, we, you know, she's a friend of hers. Right. And, and like, wanted to bring her friend along to go out with Keith. So Keith was like, all right, I'll bring a friend along, too. Right. It wasn't like a- And let's just hang out. It's not like we're- we have hanging out, so we want you two to get together. Yes. Yeah. So um, then at Professor Randall's house, Deshaun and Brandon are there, and they're talking about basketball. Can we acknowledge how weird Professor Randall and Dylan's relationship is, though? Dylan? Brandon. Uh, Dylan, Brandon's relationship is, though? Well, because he's his student, and like, he's his best friend inviting him over for dinner. Yeah. Because he's just the way they talk, the way they interact, it's just so weird. It's like they're like buddies. Well, they are because he's he's tutoring Deshaun, and Professor Randall clearly cares very much about the um, the sports in the school, specifically basketball. Specifically, and Deshaun is you know what I said about also um, about college. What I really loved about the college years, as opposed to the high school years, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like reoccurring characters that we'll see throughout the, you know, this mm. season and the next, like we have Deshaun, who's yeah. a staple throughout college pretty much. Yes. Um, Lucinda's and, you know, Professor Randall are, you know, Keith at the Keg House, John Sears, uh, Dan even. Um, we don't, we didn't have that at all in high school. There was no like, re, you know, it's like Tony, right. Piper, the football player. That was it. Yeah. And, you know, so I do like that they're, have interactions with other characters. Um, on this but so they're talking about basketball she wants them to stop because she's clearly not into sports and Deshaun is noticing that there is a little uh spark 
between Brandon and Lucinda. Right. And then in the kitchen, Brandon's helping her with the dishes. And she is just like, I mean, I've said this before. She is very aggressive. She's so disgusting. <laughs> yes. Um, she's just a very, and also like. And how Deshaun is the only one that notices it. I know. It's beyond me. Professor Randall doesn't notice it, but also. Right. When she comes in with like the weirdest, like belly cut, like denim shirts on while he's like working out. And you're like, it's just so weird. Also about. Is everyone else like that oblivious? But also when they first met, she went right up to him at the gym and then they met up for coffee and she asked him how old he was. She said, he said, I am 18. She said, I am 27. <laughs> um, when I was 27, never would I even, it would even cross my mind an 18 year old boy. There, but even now looking, she doesn't look 27 then. Well, I looked at their ages. She was? No, she's younger. She was 25. Oh my God, that's horrible. She was 25, playing older, which is shocking. Yeah. And um, Jason Priestley was 24 at the time. So he was, he's a year younger than her. But he's playing 18 and she's playing 27. So. Was he in real life still with, was Jason Priestley in real life still with? Um... Yes. Oh, okay. We'll get, we'll get to it. The end of the episode. No, I know that, but I just didn't know who he yes. was with in real life with, because I could see him if she was single, him and her. Yeah, no, he was in a relationship. Okay. Um, but, which, stay tuned for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Kelly and John are in his bedroom, and they are getting hot and heavy. And she just says she doesn't want to sleep with him. And doesn't feel right. He finally shows his true colors mm -hmm. and he is pissed. He asks what's with the Snow White act. He knows what she's about. He's a senior. He has girls throwing themselves at him. And basically, you know, he only went after her because he thought he could get lucky because he knew what she was like in high school. Also, if he knew what she was like in high school, if he's a senior, that means he was a senior in high school and she was a freshman. So yeah, maybe she was a slutty freshman. You didn't know her her sophomore year, her junior year, or senior year of high school. So you don't really Eight. know her that well. Yeah. You knew that she was like a slutty freshman. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he basically shows he's a jerk and she leaves. And of course, because she's a hypocrite, who does she go straight to? Dylan. She goes to Dylan's house and tell him, tells him what happened. And he wants to fight him, which also I don't know if is the smartest. Which thing. is like sad because it's like he would lose. Of course he would lose. Yeah. So it's like. Ron Sears is huge. Tremendous. Yes. Like he would be like basically, it would be like, you remember um, Super uh, uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Yeah. Video game. That like, little guy. And he'd have to like jump up to yeah. like punch people. That would be like, and I'm not saying like Luke Perry's short because I think he's probably like average height, you know. But John Sears is like probably like six four. Like he's yeah. tremendous. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, what are you going to do? So, and also you don't start a fight with a, with a frat guy because then all the breast of the frat is going to beat you up. That's like a known thing. Right. Frat brothers stick together. Steve would be in a predicament. So, <laughs> so would be. Um, yeah, he, he's just angry about what happened. And mm-hmm. I, mean, I just don't understand why she ran to Dylan. She's like, also, it's kind of insensitive of her. He's like still upset that she broke up with him. Yeah. She goes to tell him, oh, I was like basically hooking up with John, but I didn't want to have sex with him. So he got all mad and basically was pissed at me for that. So it's like, what happened to us? And we're like, uh, you broke up with me. That's what happened to us. Yeah, you suck. So um, then we see John on campus talking really poorly French to a girl. And um, Dylan is kind of goes up to him and just kind of makes a snark comment. They start arguing about Kelly. And then from a distance, John sees Kelly and Steve talking. And this is at a seminar about date rate. Yeah. Uh, He basically warns her about John. And she said she already knows that he sucks. And she gives him a kiss on the cheek and walks away. And then Steve notices that John was watching them. And John doesn't look too happy. So he doesn't know what he told him or told her, but he's just... I think John Sears knew by their interaction that Steve was warning her about him. Yeah. But it's like, she already, like... I mean, she kind of made it apparent, like, she's not into you anymore. Yeah. So then the seminar starts, and we see Donna, Brenda, Kelly, Andrea, and Dan sitting together. And then Laura who they are introduced to. Now we know Laura and Andrea have a class together because she finagled getting Steve's private phone number from Andrea because she said she had a class with him and Andrea gave it to her. Um, But so she knows Andrea from a class. And Leslie, who is the head of the Alpha House, is Mm -hmm. running the event. And then they invite Angela from the student union who we've also seen before. A lot of cast members come and go. I like it. Um, and basically she's asking them questions, who has been held up at gunpoint, and obviously Brenda raises her hand, she has some questions about that, and then who's been the victim of date rape, and you see, like, you know, you don't necessarily know if it's, like, date rape or not, because implying that it could be someone you know, it could be, you know, more than, um, just a random guy grabbing you on the middle of the street raping you. And that was morbid of me to say. So then at the gym, Brandon is bench pressing and Lucinda comes in and is flirting with him again. And it's, she's just like very weird. She's like, you can lift me. Like, Wait, also, he's, how much was he bench pressing? I think he said, she said 120. And she's like, that's more than me. So what yeah, like, like, okay, Lucinda. Yeah. yeah. She's like letting you know how, you know, little she weighs. Right. Um, She's like, you could bench press me, like pick me up and put me, like, she's so weird. She's so disgusting. <laughs> but, I swear, uh, I don't even like scenes when she's on. <laughs> um, but then Deshaun notices it from like the door. She's mm-hmm. like rubbing Brandon's bicep. Um, she's just, she wants what she wants and she wants Brandon, even though she's mad. Yes. Also, does does Professor Randall and her seem like a couple? 
No. Like, I just wonder how they met. I want to know their backstory. How they met. When they were dating, was she sleeping with other men the whole time? Because she doesn't seem like... She seems very into... Yeah, she doesn't seem like someone who would be in get a, married. Yeah, like she wouldn't want to they be... They would just have like a commitment ceremony. And that maybe, but I don't even think that, that to that extent because I feel like she's not into commitment. I think that she thinks that... I mean, she does... Well, get you know, it's a little bit down the line, but she's very apparent that she likes to explore her sexuality with as many partners as possible she doesn't yeah. think that it's natural to sleep with only one person so it's like was she cheating on randall the whole time i don't know and i don't know how long they've been married he also seems a lot older than her yeah i mean she's supposed to be 27 is he 37 he can't be younger than that I mean, I, I think mean, he's even God, I hope not. Yeah. I would think he was 40. I know. Not if you looked him up, you'll find out he'll be like 35. <laughs> I will, I will. It's very disheartening sometimes when I look at people's ages and I was like, they're younger than me. Like, you know, just, yeah. but um, I will, I will look up Randall's age actually and mention that when I get to the um, fun facts. So Back at the seminar, they are breaking up into smaller little groups, telling mm -hmm. stories. Kelly talks about Halloween. And Andrea chimes in here and says that we're assuming that we're signing um, very outdated roles in this date rape scenario. And Dan says that it's no secret that men rape women and not their other way around. Mm -hmm. And she's like, so if I get drunk, and run some over with my car, it's my fault. But if I get drunk and sleep with a guy and then I regret it, it's his fault. And she's kind of mad at Dan thinking that he's like contradicting her. But he says that he was arguing like the feminist point of view, which I think he kind of was. Yeah, and Andrea like hates to be challenged or like yes. made a fool out of. But he wasn't making a fool out of her. He was having like a real debate with her. Well, just she felt made a fool out of because, yeah, just like you said, because he kind of won and his point was more valid than hers. Yes. But it's like, I think that's sad that she got like, I mean, mad because she, so she just wants to be in, like she wants to be the smartest person in the relationship. She doesn't want someone else. No. To and it's like, if his point of view doesn't agree with hers, she no, is she very, very much that type of person that she doesn't see. Um, she doesn't understand another person's side of things. She only kind of sees her point of view and that's the right way in her. Right. But I like Dan, actually. I think Dan is, um, right. I think he's adorable actually. No, yeah, he is, but... And he's very nice, and he's taken her... Got her out I don't of feel the chemistry between them. Well. I'm Sherry talking about presently, going up to the... Well, summer. at the Walsh family, or the Jim and Cindy's... Um, Jim and Cindy's anniversary party, there was a bartender that she met there. Um, Correct. That she will see again. Yeah. I think very soon. His name was Jesse, the bartender. <laughs> I believe it was Jesse Vasquez. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah, so she just, yeah, she doesn't like that. Back at poetry class. Was she pregnant in real life? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I didn't Uh know if she was pregnant or had recently given birth. Well, I just did the interview with um, Michael Rollins, who played Jordan Bonner, Mm -hmm. and um, it was it, it was on that episode. It's a really good interview if you listen. Um, he had mentioned that the character of Jordan was supposed to come back in college, but um, Gabby, as he called her, got uh, she was pregnant in real life. They found out mm-hmm. towards the end, and he didn't want to say who, but I guessed based on the initials um, A S. Did not want to explore an interracial relationship. So he, because she got pregnant, um, he, he was not coming back on the show. Wow. Yeah, interesting. But we know, I mean, I said it's kind of ironic, though, because who ended up, you know, well, we, you know, something yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. But yes, she is, she is pregnant in real life at this moment. Okay. Because um, I think she's 35. Um, so, <laughs> meaning like compared to the rest it's like she's right compared to the rest of the cast yeah, yeah well she's married and mm-hmm. I think this is her first child I think she had two but um so actually she was yeah about 35 anyway so back at poetry class with Brenda and Dylan mm-hmm. um she says she's reading the story that it's similar to date rape because you know that's what they're talking about and Dylan completely disagrees and then goes on a tangent talking about Kelly so he's still pissed that Kelly dumped him for John Sears Um, I've said this I don't see any substance between Dylan and Kelly in their relationship I don't I don't get it I don't see any connection besides sexual I don't think they have anything in common and they're always fighting. They're always fighting. And she's, I think she's being insensitive by going to him with these John Sears problems because you dumped him. Let him move on. You're thinking about something. I'm thinking about <laughs> what they may or may not have in common. And I think like maybe they're not the same level of, of type of parents, but their maybe childhood and home life and, and feeling um, right. sort of neglected by your parents in different ways. Right. So but they I have that in common. Like he is not a, he's not a social person. He is an introvert. He doesn't like going to parties. He is fine sitting at home, reading a book, um, working on his motorcycle or whatever. Mm -hmm. She is wanting to be, she's definitely more of an extrovert, I would say. Yeah. She's in the sorority. Mm -hmm. She wants to go to parties. She said that to him. She wants to have fun in college. So I think they're just, I don't, I mean, I just, I don't, I think that it was very forced, the relationship, because they wanted them to be together. They made up this fake narrative about being childhood friends and knowing each other so well since they were birthed, yet they've never really spoken until, you know, later episodes. Right. Um, You know, she did, basically, when Brenda started dating her, she's like, I heard he's bad. Heard. But then it's like, oh, he's, I've known him since first grade in Mr. Carney's class, and I used to push you on the swing. Like, they just made it, it was very forced. Yeah. I mean, hence I hate them together. So then we see Kelly and Laura are talking 
and she asks, Laura asks Kelly, how do you know if a guy's a rapist? And Kelly basically offers, like, if you want to talk alone, like, let's talk about this. Yeah. So she tells her that a guy made them have sex and she hates him. She hates the guy. She, she felt he forced her and she hates him. Mm-hmm. And Kelly tells her that she can press charges or stand up at the Take Bath the Night rally and name this guy to let everybody know who he is um, so no other girl will get raped by him again. And I will stand by you. I will be there with you. I am, <laughs> I am your champion, Laura. I yeah. will not let you down. Yeah. She did say that. She did say that. We'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. So Brandon and Deshaun are taught, he's trying to get him to study. And Deshaun just wants to watch basketball on TV. He doesn't want to study. And he mentions to Brandon how he saw that there is something going on between he and Lucinda. And he says that he will not tell Professor Randall if you take my midterm for me. So he's only helping him study for Professor Randall's classes specifically? I think maybe Deshaun is like a sociology major or something. So he's got maybe more than one class with him. Got it. Okay. So Brandon's tutoring him. Yeah, I guess Brandon's tutoring him because college athletes need to maintain a 3.0 GPA to be eligible to play. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure a lot of them have had tutors because they, for that reason, they need to, you know, stand. Um, But yeah, he wants him to basically take the test for him. He, Brandon has integrity and he would never do that for someone. Um, And Deshaun is not happy so much so that he like throws something. Right, I'll have like an inappropriate relationship with my professor's wife, but I'm not going to take a test for you. Yes, because Brandon has integrity. That's crossing the line. (laughs) Although, I mean, to be fair, Brandon and Lucinda at this point have not done anything. No, they haven't done anything, but it's still He went on a date with her, and then he found out mid-date that Professor Randall was her husband, and he stopped right. it and left. Um, but the communication between them is inappropriate. Right. I mean, she's definitely leading the charge. He's like, oh, that. you're trouble. Like, ugh. Yeah. It's, but. I know. Um, okay, so Laura Kelly, Leslie, and Angela are talking in the student union. And Laura comes clean that the rapist or the date rapist is a keg guy. She said it happened at the keg house. And we are given a flashback. And the flashback is something that we hadn't seen. This is what she's saying happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're basically seeing her and Steve making out. And she's kind of asking him to stop. And he's being very forceful. So from what she's telling us, Steve kind of pressured her into having sex. And when she does say he's from Keg House, Kelly assumes immediately it's John Sears. Of course. So, um, who else would it be? Right. So Kelly, um, tells her basically like name him, um, because she thinks it's John Mm -hmm. and she's not sure still. 
And then she's like, I think I know who it is. And she says, John. And Laura was like, I don't even know John. It was this guy, mm -hmm. Steve Sanders. And Kelly's face Flips is like- the switch. <laughs> Kelly's like, no, that's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, you heard what they said. That was date raped. He raped me. And she's like, um, you can't, no, it's not, like, like, she's very, like, yeah, it can't be him. Um, so Kelly wants to talk to him first before she says his name, because Kelly wants to get basically his side of things. But Laura's kind of annoyed that, like, Kelly is now, like, kind of like, no, I know Steve, he wouldn't do that. Right, where she really did pressure Laura to, like, name talk it. to different people. Yep, yeah, she, but also trying to get her to come forward, and then she finally says the name, and you're like, whoa, 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 it's not him, he's my friend. Yeah. So Kelly goes to the keg house, and she kind of, like, does, I will give her this, she does kind of confront Steve in a way, like, how could you do this to Laura? And he said, what are you talking about? Like, he meant more, like, kind of, like, I cheated on Celeste. That's what he's thinking that she's right. And she's like, no, she said you raped her. And he's like, mm -hmm. she's out of her mind. And we then see a flashback of what Steve said. And in his flashback, it's more of like, she kind of was forcing it. She pulled a condom out of her purse. Mm -hmm. And she wanted it, basically. He said he didn't force her into anything. So Kelly tells Steve that, well, she's going to name you at the rally. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what? And she is basically saying that she believes Steve because she knows Steve. Yeah. Um, then <clears throat> David wants Donna to cover the take, take Back the Night rally for him because he's been doing it all week and all he's been hearing is about how terrible men, is, men are and they're scum and he doesn't want to do it. And this is interesting. It's actually kind of sad. He mentions that they had, I do remember this was freshman year. They had a speaker in high school who had AIDS and Steve like tried to date her in high school, but then she spoke at the rally or at some assembly at school and said she had AIDS and he said that she died. So it's kind of sad because the AIDS epidemic was a thing then still. Yes. Um, I think Philadelphia came out in the year 93, actually. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. 93, Philadelphia, 94, Forrest Gump. 95, yeah. Apollo 13. But he didn't win, you know. Nominated three in a row, lost the third. And I'm talking about Tom Hanks, in case you didn't know. I did. Um, so... But yeah, I mean, David just doesn't want to be a part of the agenda of hating on men. So then we see Steve go up to Laura at campus and he's like, nothing happened. It was sex and that's it. And you can't name me at the rally because I didn't rape you. And she's angry and kind of leaves. So it is. And he grabs her pretty aggressively, though. Yes. He did grab her arm, and that yeah. was unnecessary because he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, then Brenda surprisingly encourages Dylan to give Kelly a second chance. Um, he's pissed that she 
dumped him for John Sears, but now that mm-hmm. she's done with John Sears, it seems like she wants maybe Dylan back because she is a selfish bitch and wants what she wants. And she wants Dylan back because she needs to have a boyfriend at all times. And Brenda's being a good friend and saying, give her a shot. because She's over him. Um, I think and she said she would have taken him back. No questions asked. That's what that I was, was sad. That's what I was going to say. Like she, when he dumped her for Kelly. Yeah. She said that if he wanted her back, she would take him back in a heartbeat. And that's why Brenda's the best. And Dylan should realize that. But he wants to be with Kelly. Why? Yeah. Why? No substance there in that relationship. Just dumb. But Brenda's also outgrown him. Right. I mean, she's almost married Stuart. She's still dating Stuart at this point. Yeah. Um, but it is funny when she was dating Stuart, Jim and Cindy were like, wanted Dylan. <laughs> they wanted her with Dylan over Stuart. <laughs> right. There's no one who was a bigger hypocrite more than Jim Walsh. Jim's, yeah, Jim is. No, he's very flip-floppy. Yes, he is. Yeah. And Cindy is just complicit. (laughs) Yeah. She is. Cindy Walsh is just, she's like the the epitome of a Midwestern mom. I kind of love it. Yeah. So at the Peach Pit, Steve is sitting with Celeste. And you see it's very awkward. And he's clearly come clean about what happened with Laura. And she says to him, I know you wouldn't rape anyone, but did you really sleep with her? And he says, yes, he did. And it's really sad because she just says that she never felt good enough for him, that he never treated her well. And... (laughs) It's really, really, really sad, this breakup. No, it is sad. And he tells her he loves her. Because even with, like, about Kelly. Yeah, she said, yeah, like, he was, she said they met on that game show. And it was like he wanted to be with Kelly that night for her birth. Like, Mm -hmm. she's always picking other people before her. Yeah. Kind of always put him first. And he tells her he loves her, which I truly believe he does love her. Um, but she says, not if you slept with someone else. Right. And she breaks up with him. And that makes me so sad because I really, I loved Celeste. She was just like such a good girl for Steve. She was, no, she was my favorite out of all of Steve's relationships. Even towards the end of the series. I, I liked one other. We haven't seen her yet. She joins next season, I believe. Actually, she joins the end of this season. She's all right. I like like them together. Fucking annoying. Uh. (laughs) I like them together. Uh, All right. I mean, they... We won't, we can't... We won't won't get into it because, but they they are very funny together. So I'll give them that. Yes, because they're polar opposites. Right, correct. The opposite of Dylan and Kelly. Right. It's so obvious that they are polar opposites, but it worked. It did. It worked between them. It did. I liked, I liked them together. Um, But other than that, Celeste is definitely my favorite. 
So I'm like, towards the end of the series, is not even on my list. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so th- that is, we will see Celeste one more time. Yes. But maybe, maybe more than one more time, but she is, uh, she is no longer with Steve. And she's right for breaking up with him. She's, she did the right yeah, thing. She definitely is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Steve tells Brandon what happened and how he's an idiot. And he needs Brandon to go with him to the rally because he is going to have to go there and face music. And Laura might mention his name. And Brandon- even prior to that, remember when Kelly was like, I mean, you'll probably get kicked out of your fraternity. You'll probably get suspended from school. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Steve. Like, like okay, way to be like supportive of your friend. Like, you're probably like, this is going to happen, but it's right. like, You'll probably have criminal charges pressed against you. Like, I don't know. I don't know, Steve. I don't know. I'm telling you what could happen. But saying that, it's just so funny because it's like, also, he, it sounds like my neighbor's tea kettle is going off very loudly. Probably is. Yeah. Um, But the thing is this, like, she's saying all these things that are probably going to happen to him. But if he truly did not rape her, and he does not believe that he did, right. then those things shouldn't happen to him. Right. So, but he is, yeah, he is stressed about going to this rally. He needs Brandon's support, Brandon to go with him. Brandon will go with him, but he says he has something to do first. The thing he has to do first is to go to Deshaun and tell him that I am not taking this midterm for you. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you're in a world of hurt if you don't. And I was like, is he going to like break his kneecaps? Like, what are you going to do to him? Yeah. He basically says, you have to take the test for me because if you don't take it, I'm, I'm going to need to play. And he's like, basically, if you fail, I will work with you, but I'm not taking the test for you. And if you can't play, sucks for you. And he leaves. So Brandon is taking to- something at him when he's walking out. Right. It's this scene. It's not the early. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he was pissed. So we're at the rally now. People are marching. There are signs. They're holding candles. Um, What are they chanting? Yeah, it's like a chant. Like, it's not like... It's like a... Like, it's our choice. Like, something like that. Like Yeah. um, I don't remember what it was either, but... Dylan came with Brenda and she tells him, um, cause he's like looking at John Sears and just like, you know, she, he wants to fight him, which is just, I mean, come on. Uh, Dan comes to talk to Andre and they make up cause he will never contradict her again. Mm-hmm. Um, because she needs someone to agree with her always. And Steve is there with Brandon and they're very nervous. They see Kelly kind of like walking through the cloud, the, you know, the crowd looking at Laura and they announced that there is a young woman here that wants to speak and tell her story and Steve is getting nervous Kelly goes on stage Mm -hmm. and he's like oh my god she's siding with Laura and she tells her own date rape story which was the Halloween party episode 
and she says she doesn't even know the name of her attacker, but she knows the name of the guy who saved her. And she says it's Steve Sanders. She names him as his, her savior. And Laura's upset and walks away. Pretty much silences Laura. Yes. Now we as viewers are kind of forced to believe Steve, but even though we're seeing his side of it and her side of it, how do we know well, what I really bring, did go down? I want to bring that up in a little bit. Okay. So right afterwards, Steve goes after Laura and thanked her for not speaking up. And he tells her that he's really, really sorry because he basically said he knew it was going to be a one night stand and that was it. And he wasn't mm -hmm. with her the next day. And she says, yes, um, you know, basically, I didn't say no, but I also didn't say yes. Mm -hmm. And then she leaves. So here's the question. We saw two different sides. We saw his side, we saw her side. Right. Is it possible, is it possible that it's somewhere in the middle? Because she said that she did. Yeah, there's definitely got to be truths to each side. Yeah. Like, I think we saw when they met, he was going to take her home. He's wondering before I take you home. She basically wanted him to stay. Mm -hmm. Now, just because she wanted him to stay does not necessarily mean I want to have sex with you. That means I want right. to hang out with you a little bit longer, maybe get to know you, maybe make out a little bit, but not necessarily sex. Mm -hmm. um, now, what she showed... Or she might have wanted to have sex, but not... But wouldn't have if she knew he had a girlfriend and never would have spoke to her again. It would have been like, okay, I like you. Let's hook up. But let's see where this goes after this and hang out more. Right. And we also saw that he was, in her perspective, mm -hmm. very forceful. And she was not into it. We right. saw on his side, they were making out equally, but she's pulling a condom out. Right. So it's like... I think that there's a gray area and I think it's somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. I don't think Steve is a hundred percent right. And I don't think Laura is a hundred percent right. But I also right. think Kelly was right for basically silencing her. Now it is possible that Laura does see that gray area a little bit and was blinded by, cause she said she hates him after she found out he had a girlfriend. So right, but she at first was blinded by how much she liked him. Yeah. But she's also was going to name him possibly out of anger, not necessarily mm. truth. Out of, yeah. Now, Kelly should be on the Believe All Women side, even though Steve's one of her best friends. I think... But like you said, she's a hypocrite. She is. And I think that what she did was wrong. I'm not saying Steve is one of your best friends. That's fine. You can believe him. But to say he saved you, knowing that basically Laura's supposed to go up next and say he's a rapist, mm -hmm. is a little like, yeah, like she silenced her. Yeah. She didn't get her side. And it was messed up what she did. She, she kind of at first believed Laura until she said it's Steve. And then it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
And then you, but you're saying, I don't believe you. He's my friend to Laura. But then you're going up to Steve and saying like, how could you do it? How could you rape Laura? And then he tells you his side and you're like, all right, I believe you. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think just because you're friends with someone doesn't mean that they can't do shitty things. Right. It happens. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, yeah, like he like pinned her down and like did, like he did not do that this is a date rape thing, but, and maybe being a little aggressive, I mean, he's also a college guy. Guys are gross in college, and they're, like, a little aggressive. All they want to do is have sex. Mm -hmm. So it is, you know, that side of it, but, like, to be completely, I mean, flip-floppy, Kelly's just, Kelly's Kelly. Kelly's Kelly. So we're left with, it could have gone either way. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't have a particular... We don't know what really happened. You just have to, you choose the side you Yeah. I believe. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say it, it was a little bit of both. I think they're both wrong in the situation is the way I'm putting it. My, that's my perspective. Do you pick a side? Um, I... don't know because then like we just said we don't know what really really we didn't see it we didn't we see it know what happened we, we know. just hear each person's version of yeah. the events that took place yeah you no know, it basically ended when he was going to take her home and she said do you have to or you know we didn't yeah. happen after that but they make the viewers believe steve because you know steve is steve is the character steve is steve steve is a main character and laura yeah. is a recurring character right but um, I will say this. We will see Laura again in the future. We will. Um, okay, so getting towards the end, uh, Brenda and Dylan are talking about uh, Kelly's speech at the thing. They see John Sears talking to Kelly because John's still trying to, um, you know, get with Kelly, even though she's mm-hmm. not interested anymore. And then Dylan takes a pie because there's pies out and he goes because there's just pie for sale dylan do you want a piece of pie yeah well he's going to take a whole pie and he is going to smash it in john sears face and john's not happy Mm -hmm. uh dylan's like come on like wants to fight him right then and there and kelly thinks it's hilarious and adorable and he kisses her and walks away and first of all, all those like frat guys would not be like holding John Sears back. They would like jump Dylan. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's what frat I was going to say. They would all like attack Wanna, Dylan. Yes. Like think about like how many times in college, like outside of bars, there were like fights and all that stuff. And it was always, always, always frat boys. Yeah. Like one of them gets into a fight with someone else and they just jump in. Yeah. That's what they do. So... Then we're at the gym and Brandon sees Lucinda. Also, she said when they first met, she's at the gym every day at 7 a.m. But now it's all hours of the day. They're right. Like, it's not always 7 a.m. What but machine was she on? Like a stepper. Okay. <laughs> a stairmaster? I think so. That has been replaced by the elliptical trainer, don't you think? 
I don't I, really. I, no, I see a stairmaster at the gym. Oh, really? We don't. Yeah. Have oh. In my gym. Well, it's a smaller gym because it's in my building. Um, there's three treadmills, two elliptical trainers, a rower, um, like a bike where you can like sit with a back, like a bicycle, mm -hmm. and then a uh, Peloton. Those are the the cardio machines. That was what we have in our gym. No, oh, Stairmaster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Brandon's at the gym with Lucinda. Um, he tells her basically about Deshaun. Mm -hmm. like what his ultimatum like what he wants and she's basically like so take the damn test for him what's the big deal like she does not think it's a big deal yeah <laughs> and then he's like you know about his an integrity Me? Like it. yeah he's like brandon you're so naive why do you think it's a take home anyway like he's gonna pass no matter what right so she's basically informing him that in like probably on paper it needs to be like known that Deshaun has a tutor. Yeah. But but it doesn't really Randall does not care. He wants him playing basketball, so he's gonna pass him no matter what. So she's like letting him know like he doesn't It would make more sense if he was like a professor and also the coach of the team. Maybe he bets on the games or something. I don't know. I mean because he's like obsessed. He's a big sports guy. <laughs> Um, so Brandon's pissed. Brandon goes home and he's going to pack his bags. He is going to go camping. He tells Brenda this to tell her parents he'll call. And when he's looking through his drawers to get his socks, he sees a picture. And that picture is of Emily Valentine. It is. And, um, we are left like a random like candid shot of her too it was um but we were left to wonder will we see emily valentine again and you'll need to stay tuned till the very next episode to see <laughs> um yes they He's were just like i gotta get out of here i'm going camping she's just like all right call collect i'll accept the charges he does, I think. Like, bye. Like, <laughs> all right. He does. Um, any final thoughts on this? Take back the night. Hmm. I mean, they definitely, you know, it was an issue that the show needed to address, but they didn't really... Um... Do a great job? No, they didn't. <laughs> Because it was very, it's, that's the thing. Yeah, it was very one-sided. You know, you're obviously going to root for Steve. a character on the show and who, you know, someone you follow who's. That's why it's interesting. Because Take Back the Night, it's supposed to be women, you know, like kind of believe women type of thing. Mm -hmm. it's poor women. And they made the storyline evolve around a guy who you're supposed to root for. You're not supposed to root for the girl. Right. Now, had they done it with- And a lot of times with date rape and real life issues, women have so many fears coming forward and worrying about not being believed and mm -hmm. that kind of just- Right, that's, I mean, there's a whole saying, believe all- Confirmed that. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I think had they done a role reversal in the story, right, and it should have been a, a man, John female. Spears and Kelly, mm-hmm. it'd be a little bit better because you'd believe her, right, and all that. But I mean, I guess because she had her Halloween episode, they didn't want to do it with her again. Um, but then again, I mean, there's a whole drinking game. Let's name what happened to Kelly Taylor throughout the series because mm. at this point, it was just date raped, uh, addicted to diet pills. Right. Caffeine pills or something. Caffeine. She was like kind of a oh, No, di- di- was it diet or caffeine? Caffeine pills. Or maybe diet pills? I think it was diet pills. That was when she was like, and she was bulimic for a little Always bit. on the, um... Because she was, like, binge... Not bulimic, anorexic. Where she, like, wouldn't eat. And then she was, like, shoving food. Wasn't she her. on the Stairmaster? And then, like, ran to... So she was on a Stairmaster, too. Yeah. And then ran over to the scale. It yeah. probably said, like, 115, which she was not happy with. <laughs> 115, yeah. She's huge. You know? I know. Well... Thank you for joining. Thank you for having. And um, I will definitely have you back for another episode. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye. So fun facts and tidbits for this episode. So. Take Back the Night is an international event, nonprofit organization with the mission of ending sexual relationship uh, and domestic violence in all forms. So that's basically what the general, um, you know, description of it is. And it started around 1976. So it's been around for a long time and it's still going on. So, um, you know, that's why that's the name of the episode, the point of the episode. Other than that, um, I was to look up what Professor Randall's age was. So the actor that plays him, his name is Scott Paulin. And at the time of the filming of this, he was 43. So I was right, looked about 40, 43. Um, much too old to be dating, married to a 27-year-old because she's supposed to be 27. So I, I, I'm definitely intrigued by the backstory of Professor Randall and Lucinda Nicholson. Um, other than that, songs. So, uh, when Steve meets up with Laura at the Peach Pit, the song is Heard It Through the Grapevine by Marvin Gaye. Good song. And then the other song, when Steve tells Celeste he cheated on her, and when she breaks up with him, is Only You by The Platter. So, that is it for the fun facts and trivia. Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. We'll be back next time with season four, episode 12, called Radar Love. And we'll see you then. Thanks for listening.